Well, good morning. Thank you all for coming. And I hope um, today that you leave not um, overwhelmed, but encouraged to know that little by little we can master this task of meal planning and entertaining and just um, serving our family and loving them well. Um, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I'm from Chicago. Um, grew up there. I cannot cook a brisket for the life of me. So, you know, I am not Martha Stewart. I don't um, claim to be. My husband just said, stop trying to perfect that brisket and just go buy it at Sonny Bryan's. Um, and that's what I do. <laughs> um, we've been married um, 17 years. Um, my husband likes to cook as well. And on our third date, um, we were, he wanted to make a, bir- a birthday cake, 30th birthday cake, for the gentleman that introduced us. And so I said, well, what kind of cake do you want to make them? And I had a Bon Appetit magazine sitting on my coffee table, and he goes, I want to make that. And it was a three-layer buttercream strawberry layered cake with um, sliced almonds on the side. It, it probably couldn't have been more complicated. I mean, you had to boil or, you know, cook sugar on the stove and use a candy thermometer, and you had to use a piping bag and all this stuff. So. That night we, you know, made this cake and the last step was to pipe the buttercream frosting into little rosettes and then you put the strawberries on it. And so it was, it was this time of year, so, you know, after baking in the kitchen and stuff, it was really hot and the buttercream wouldn't hold its shape. It was just, you'd squirt it in, a, you know, just lime on the cake. And I said, so I had this brilliant idea. I said, let's just throw the pastry bag in the freezer. So I did that for a few minutes, not realizing that the butter in the metal tip kind of froze. So I'm sitting here, you know, squeezing out, you know, these rosettes, and it like, and he's like looking, he goes, that is so cool, and he's leaning over my shoulder. All of a sudden, the whole thing just like backfired, and you know, made this huge like bursting sound, and I turn around, and there's buttercream frosting all over his glasses, all over his shirt, and I mean, I'm trying to make a good impression with this guy, and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? And all of a sudden, he just like burst out laughing fell to the floor. I mean, it was so funny, but I didn't know how he was going to take it. I'm like, his shirt's ruined. It has butter all over it. But I knew that this was probably a guy that I was going to end up marrying um, because just of a shared passion and also with the last name of Stouffer. You know, how could you go wrong? So, um, anyways, I have two teenage children who um, right now just love to eat. They're growing and they eat a lot. My son is um, 6'3", 200 pounds, and 14 years old, and may continue to grow another six inches or something they keep going they're going to be big so um my spiritual gifts um happen to be administration and hospitality and i love cooking those probably are not your spiritual gifts and so um we have all been blessed and gifted differently and so i think we can learn from each other but i think it's wrong to try to clone each other um, and, and God says in Psalm 139 that we are all uniquely created um, that he knit us together in his womb and let me let's see you, were crea- um, you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made and so um, we can all pick up glimpses and stuff but if you try to be someone you're not um, you're going to be frustrated, and it's not going to—it's not going to bring you joy. And so I always say, follow the joy. 
So, um, but regardless of if your joy isn't cooking, you are probably still going to have to prepare thousand meals a year um, if you look at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, um, I calculated that in my 17 years of marriage, you know, and taking out, not counting every meal and stuff, probably cooked over 18,000 meals. So, and, you know, and I've got probably, you know, at least that many more to go. <laughs> but if your favorite thing to make for dinner is reservations, then um, be encouraged that I'm going to give you some shortcuts today. And, and just know that, um, you know, we, you can master this. You can learn techniques and tools and stuff. You don't have to give up and say I'm a failure. And I think just as women we tend to focus on our inadequacies and shortcomings. You know, when you look at our roles as mothers, we're carpooling, we're caretakers, we're um, in charge of meal preparation, um, maybe finances, all these things, and it's impossible to do them all well. Um, And so um, I think if we pray about it, um, in Isaiah 41.10, God promises that he will strengthen and help us. And also that um, in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of um, sound mind. So, um, let's see. And again, again, talking about the uniquenesses, you know, no two families are the same. I have a... Um, you know, and no goals of families are the same. I mean, it may be your goal to sit down at dinner at 6 o'clock every night and have a family dinner. My husband travels sometimes up to three, four nights a week. That's not going to happen. My girlfriend's husband, who's a neurosurgeon, says, I had to give up that dream because he may be operating on someone's brain at, you know, 5.45 and I cannot expect him home for dinner at 6. And so... You know, you've got to figure out what your goals for your family is, um, what your priority is. I mean, some of you in here may be vegetarians. We love steak. You know, it's, there's not a right or a wrong. Um, there's a lot of different ways to approach this, and your family is going to look so much different than mine. Um, I read once that, um, let's see. It's always, let's see, always be a first-rate version of yourself instead of a second-rate version of somebody else. So uh, embrace what God has gifted you with and how he has designed your family. He was the creator of your family. Okay. Um, When we look kind of just at the meal preparation and the home management um, part of this, probably um, you're going to take into account like your personality style you know are you sanguine and want everything fun I want to be to the park at 5.30 and I don't want to be home you know cooking a meal Um, are you left brained right brained do you like charts and organization or do you like to just open up your pantry and refrigerator and go okay I'm going to take that 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 and that and create a meal Um, and some of you may go I need to follow a recipe and I need to measure every little thing. That is great. That is how you are gifted. Not for me. So um, both work. Both will get a meal on the table. So, And also how your mother did things will kind of impact you. I read a funny story about a lady that um, her mom, every time she made a ham, 
she would cut off the end of the ham, stick it in her roaster, put it into the oven, and you know cook it. And so she grew up and had a family. So every time she made a ham, she cut off the end of the ham, put it in the you know roaster, stuck it in the oven. Someone said, you know, approached her. She said, "Why do you cut off the end of the ham?" And her, she said, "Well, my mom always did that." And she. And so she called her mom, and she was like, I don't know why, she just always cut off the end of the ham. So she called her mom and said, Mom, why do you cut off the, you know, the end of the ham? She goes, oh, it was always too big for my roaster. <laughs> it wouldn't fit. But sometimes we follow traditions of what our mother had said, and we don't even know why we're doing it. So, um, okay, so we all have different things. Um, and probably the most the major thing that's impacting you right now is just the stage of life that you're at. You know, you have little ones that need your attention more than mine do. I mean, you know, mine can, I mean, mine are 12 and 14. They're, they're little people, you know, they're little adults. So they can get their own breakfast, fix their own lunch, you know, help get dinner on the table. You're doing everything for everybody and you probably feel like you never even get to sit down and eat dinner. So those, um, factors, you know, you may not be cooking a recipe out of Bon Appetit that has 20 different ingredients, takes, you know, three hours to make and you have to be storing the whole time. That's not going to work for you. You know, my kids are gone all day. If I want to do that occasionally, I can, but you're not there. So just be realistic on where you're at because otherwise you're just frustrated and then it becomes a burden and we want it to be a joy. Um... Okay. Probably, um, I would, when I talk to friends about this, I said, what's the most difficult thing about getting dinner consistently on the table? And they go, knowing what to make or, you know, having a plan. And so what we're going to do is just take a few minutes and on that um, first page of your, um, I guess it would be the second page because the first page is just an opportunity for take notes and jots, but is um, a chart. And on here are just brainstorming ideas. So why don't um, you grab a pen on the table and just quickly like write down what are your family's favorite meals and kind of, you know, if it's um, hamburgers and french fries, there's a column for beef and just put hamburgers. Um, if they like your chicken enchiladas, put down enchiladas. Just put down their favorite meals right now you know and if their favorite meal is Taco Bell um, you know you might cross out one of these (laughs) other columns or put it on the bottom as just you know kind of a takeout thing but the categories um, you know just breakfast lunch beef chicken fish meatless pork soups and salads vegetable starches um just you know, just make little notes. What are your f- family's favorite? Is it spaghetti? Is it pot roast? Okay, now that you have your family's favorite items down, then just like take maybe the first, you know, or pick three categories and just write down all the ideas of things that your pa- your family would eat. Maybe not their favorites, but you can you know how to prepare those items. So think about your recipes. Is it you know under fish? You do do you cook salmon? You know fish sticks tuna there's also columns there at the the very bottom right hand corner 
um, meals to others, like when you have to bring a meal to a friend who's just had a baby or had a sick parent or something like that, what, you know, list out what you typically bring to them. And then if you entertain, you know, are there ideas that you have a couple of recipes that you always use when you entertain that are a little bit more fancy, time-consuming, or whatever. Okay, so under beef, do you all want to call out some of your ideas? And if, if you like the ideas of what's out there, write them on your list. If someone calls out, you know, spam casserole, and you know that you're never going to serve that to your family, then don't write it down. But that might be someone else's favorite casserole. Pot roast. Pot roast, okay. Say it real loud, so. Pot roast. Pot roast. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Hamburgers? Steak. Steak. Tacos. Tacos? Okay. Lasagna. Lasagna. Chicken. Well, any any of the categories. Okay, you might move to chicken. Okay. Give me some chicken ideas. Fajitas. Ranch chicken. Green curry. Curry? Green curry chicken. Green curry chicken. Fancy. Fried chicken. So can you see once you, and can you do this for each category, okay? So some meatless ideas. Um, my kids love when we do breakfast for dinner. Pancakes and scrambled eggs and bacon. I mean, they just think that is just so fun. So, um, you know, it could be quiche. I did, uh, tried a new recipe last night that was manicotti. Um, you know, pork, pork tenderloin, pork chops. Um, what else? Pork things? I don't know. Pulled pork. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs. <laughs> Bratwurst. Um, you know, some kind of the different sausages. Beans and cornbread. Grilled cheese. Quesadillas. Tater tot casserole. I've never had that. But. Okay, so once you have a lot of ideas, um, if you flip to the next page, I've kind of given you what looks like a calendar. Depending on your personality type, you're either going to love this, hate it, or be somewhere in between. Okay? Um, you could. There's different ways to use this. You could use the first column for breakfast, lunch. If you're like really, that's important to you to have that scheduled, then you know you might use those first two for breakfast and lunch, and then the rest of the four rows for uh, different weeks of the month. Um, breakfast and lunch aren't that that big a deal at our household because I always have a variety of cereal and waffles and. You know, ingredients for pancakes and you know, and eggs, and so the kids just kind of get their own thing, and we don't all eat the same thing for breakfast. I mean, I have a daughter that's getting up at 5:15 for volleyball practice, and so she makes you know two packages of oatmeal to kind of get her to her lunch at one o'clock. So, um, you know, but that you may be the type of the person that wants to control everything that your kids eat, and you know have variety every different day. I'm perfectly content eating a turkey sandwich five days a week. I mean, I like turkey. So um, I just make sure that I have turkey or, you know, I eat a leftover. I'm the only one eating at home. 
for lunch. So on the weekends, you know, I make sure either we eat out or, um, you know, have a frozen pizza or they eat turkey or, you know, there's always something to eat. So I don't schedule those, but I just make sure that I have plenty of variety at home for that. Um, okay, on this, you're probably not going to see. What I did on the first row, um, my life this year has been the most complicated just because my children are older and they're more involved in more activities, both school and, you know, and church activities. So I put on there, like, Monday, my husband was traveling and my daughter has small group. So, I, you know, I need to... When Jeff's traveling, I don't put as much effort into my meal preparations as when he's in town. Um, you know, he was traveling Monday and Tuesday. So Monday, my daughter had small group. Tuesday and Wednesday, she has dance. Thursday, we have football games and volleyball games. Um, and this Friday, one's going, well, they're really both going to be, both children are been gone. One's at a Pine Cove retreat and one's at a Revolve retreat. And then um, Thursday, or Saturday, we have a volleyball tournament all day in Allen. And um, Sunday night, we have J. Crew. So that, that schedule impacts. <laughs> oh, and then Monday night, I had to be up at school at 6 o'clock for Meet the Teacher Night. So, um, so my schedule really impacts how I cook. You may, you know, you may be home after 4 o'clock, you know, every night. But right, this stage of life for me is crazy. <laughs> um, so so my, in my next row... I just showed you what we had for dinner this week. On Monday, um, I worked part-time, so I worked five hours. I went to Sam's, and we had rotisserie chicken for dinner. I just bought that at Sam's. It's $5, and I can, you can't really prepare a meal for $5. Okay, my son, I, Catherine and I had it over spinach. Um, over spinach, we made a, a Caesar, spinach Caesar salad with rotisserie chicken. My son goes, I don't like spinach. So um, he had it with a leftover twice-baked potato. Um, if my children really don't like something, I don't make them eat it. You may have a totally different philosophy on that, but my daughter doesn't like fish. I'm not going to make her eat fish, but she's going to sit with us and, and eat the rest of the sides and stuff like that. But I may throw her on a, when I'm grilling the fish, I may grill her a chicken breast. Um, it wasn't worth having a food battle over the spinach. But the next night, little did my son know, is that he ate the spinach, but it was in, um, I had bought a pre-packaged um, package of ravioli. I had about a cup left of um, rotisserie chicken that I had picked from the bones. Um, I had a small baggie full of the leftover spinach. I had some pine nuts, some broccoli that... I mean, I just thought someone would dip into branch dressing, but it was just a handful, like a quarter cup. Um, I had a half a tomato left over from my turkey sandwich. And so, and then I made a white sauce. And I had, all I had was fat-free half and half. And so I put a little butter and fat-free half and half in there. And I'm like, this is going to be a pretty thin sauce. I threw in some Parmesan cheese. Um, and I opened up my drawer and I found half of a, a package of cream cheese. I threw that in there. That made a beautiful sauce. Added the 
I chop the spinach real fine, like in those little slivers, you know, kind of stack the leaves and cut them real thin. Added my pine nuts, chopped tomatoes, my rotisserie chicken. As my pasta was cooking, when it was almost finished, I threw the broccoli in for the last minute and it, you know, turned bright green and pulled it out, drained it, threw it all together, and there was dinner. And it was kind of like clean out the refrigerator. <laughs> and it was great. And they loved it. I thought, this is really good. So and it was all, you know, just kind of throw it together. Um, let's see. Last night I tried a new um, recipe. It, one of my goals is to serve a meatless meal occasionally. So I did the stuffed manicotti. Um, that was just ricotta and cottage cheese, and um, they they loved it. It got a rating of an let's see, an eight and a nine, so an eight point five for a new recipe. We kind of <laughs> so tonight. Um, let's see. Um, so that you know, Jeff has been gone all week. He hasn't, or I guess on Monday he was teaching a class, and so he wasn't home for dinner. So um, tonight. Um, we don't have a vo- uh, football game, but we do have volleyball. So I know that um, it's a home game. I need to feed her before 5.30. So what I'll probably do this afternoon is um, I have purchased some um, pre-season fajita meat, and I'll probably throw that on the grill early in the afternoon and have that all ready to go so that we can have a really early dinner and get her back up to school for volleyball. Um, tomorrow night will be the first meal that we have as a family and so I will put a little bit more effort into that and probably will do steak, maybe oven roasted potatoes or vegetables and a Caesar salad. Um, Saturday we're sending at a you know the volleyball thing and Alan I'm not we're going to eat out <laughs> and then Sunday I'll do some type of meal probably using either the leftover steak um, in like maybe an Asian stir-fry so that's kind of a week um, I had to kind of plan that as we go just because it's crazy. If I would have had something set for every night of the week, I'd have so much leftover food, it'd be silly. Um, but you're going to be home, you know, probably at this stage of life, you're not doing all this running, hopefully not. Um, so another way to look at your list is to just take a day of the week. So um, let's say on Sunday, um, you're just going to do um, soup and salads or meatless meals. Mondays, um, let's, let's see, um, Wednesday is my shopping day. So the night before, I'll usually have leftovers to kind of clean out the refrigerator and then I'll just throw away what we're not going to use and kind of check the expiration dates of everything in the refrigerator and so I'll kind of know what I need when I go to the store the next day. But um, if it's a shopping day, then maybe I want to have fish on that day because it's the most perishable thing that you buy. You don't want to keep fish, you know, six days in your refrigerator and eat it. Um, And so you might just pick a day of the week. Like one day may be beef, one be chicken, one might be ethnic. So you're doing Italian, Chinese, German, you know, that might be a category that you have, or pork. So that you could pick each of these and then each each day you would just repeat that so next you know next Monday I'm having instead of a meatless dish I'm going to do soup and salad night and then um, you know my shopping day is a fish day one day I may do salmon the next day I may do tuna you see how that would work so as you look kind of at your calendar you kind of when you first started out 
Um, the goal is not to fill in every box, but every box that you do fill in is one less decision that you're having to make. So, um, um, so I had another girlfriend. She said that this was just too much and it didn't work for her family. So what she did is she made like either index cards or took her recipe cards and she, she got out seven different envelopes. And on that she wrote chicken, beef, um, salad, soup, pork. And so she had each of those. And so in each week before she goes to the grocery store, she thumbs through each envelope, picks a recipe that she's going to cook or an idea. Sometimes you don't even have recipes. Maybe, you know, your spaghetti recipe is just hamburger and ragu and you know, so you don't really have to have a recipe, but you just maybe have an index card that says spaghetti or tacos. You know, you don't really need to follow a recipe for that. But she then just picks each of those cards, and from those cards, she makes her shopping list. You're all looking a little glazed out here. Does anyone have questions on how that might work? Why don't you look at your... I gave you two copies of these charts. So another way of doing it is to say, okay... I'm not organized enough to figure out what I'm going to plan for a whole month. So I'm just going to, for the next 30 days, write down what I serve my family. So, you know, I could start, this is my first week here. And then keep adding to my little chart all the ideas, you know, whatever we ate that night. And at the end of the month, then an idea is that you can repeat that. And so then you don't have to recreate next month that October looks exactly like September. Okay? So, um, and that way your family's only, you know, eating your lasagna once a month. That, you know, that's reasonable. You know? Some people, um, I have a girlfriend that does this. She does a six-week schedule. So she has it all laid out for six weeks and then she just rotates it. So her family's not eating quite the same frequency um, but variety and so she'll repeat that menu for like six months and then she comes up with another six week menu plan so she has a summer one and like a fall winter one because like in the winter she's eating a lot more soups and heavier comfort food and in the summer she's grilling and then um, for example if she makes hamburgers one night on her six-week schedule um, and she has a family of four and she uses four buns then she may on um, that same week or a couple days later she may have grilled chicken sandwiches and use up those four buns can't tell you how many buns I've thrown away because of my <laughs> you know oh they do okay see and I said you know and the Wagners wouldn't have that problem they eat a whole you know package of buns <laughs> So, but I mean, I'm like, that is brilliant. And I mean, for years, I, you know, thought I would use them and never did. And so, but someone said, well, you could put them in your meatloaf. You know, what else could you do with these buns? You could, you know, make them kind of like cheese toast one night and serve them with your spaghetti. So there's, if you, once you kind of get the framework down, then you can kind of fine tune and look at it. You may leave, you know, you may have a date night. Um, with your husband every week. So every Wednesday you go out to dinner with your husband. Well then, you know, you don't want to be in the kitchen preparing something for your kids. So just make sure that that's a scrambled night egg or you have a scrambled egg at night or you have, you know, fish sticks or chicken nuggets or something for them that's quick and easy but you can, you know, 
and give yourself a break. You know, this other girlfriend that does a six-week six week schedule is Sundays, she doesn't cook. Her husband is responsible for cooking. And so it may be that it's a frozen pizza night or they order out or whatever, but she doesn't step foot in the kitchen on Sunday. That's her day. Oh. So, um, so why don't you... Um, this, does anyone not understand the concept of this? Okay. Does anyone think that they use this? Might use this? Okay, a few of you. Um, know that um, even if you just filled out just one box, you know, what you're going to cook tonight, and had those ingredients on hand, that that is going to help you in the long run. And basically, you know, to come up with a, you know, a 30-day or a six-week schedule is probably going to be overwhelming. But maybe next week, you just say, I'm going to plan two dinners. And I'm going to grocery shop for those items and have those on hand. Um, you know, one other idea is on your little paper chart is that you would just put stickies on there. And so then, you know, if something happens on Monday and you don't feel like Mexican food or your husband had Mexican food at lunch um, and you know that enough in advance that maybe we'll do that on Friday or uh, Saturday and we'll move baked chicken over here and so you know you can be flexible but if you've grocery shopped for all these items then it's it's no big deal to flip flop it because you have ingredients on hand this I can only do a week at a time um, but um, when I was when my kids were your age um, I had another little system that worked brilliantly for um, three years and I was part of a cooking co-op um, and basically I cooked maybe two max three times a week and how it worked was we um, the, the girlfriends that participated with me we had the same number of children so there was four in our family um, we liked each other's cooking we had um, had a lot of community together so we knew each other's cooking styles and they were similar um, and so what we did is we each grabbed a knife. So we, we, I cooked on Mondays, or I guess, like, I guess this would be two. Um, I was thinking this was a Sunday when I filled this out. But anyways, I cooked on Monday, someone cooked on Wednesday, someone cooked on Thursday. We had pans and Tupperware and stuff that we had purchased at garage sales that just rotated from house to house. So on my day to cook, which was Monday, I, cook, I tripled the recipe. So I made a lot of chicken lasagna, you know. Um, but that's, you know, and I, you know, we provided the vegetables, the sides, and bread, and occasionally dessert. It, dessert wasn't a requirement. Um, but it, what was nice about it is on my grocery list, I bought a lot of chicken, but I didn't have to buy beef and ham and pork and all these other ingredients each week that really it simplified my shopping list tremendously. Now that day that I cooked, you know, I really had to plan for it, but it was one time a week. And so, and then we just, you know, put it in three different pans. Um, we lived close to each other or our kids went to school together so that, you know, in the parking lot, 
we were, you know, trading coolers and stuff like this. But you just got a bag delivered to your door, um, you know, and we set a time, you know, by 6 o'clock each night we would have our dinner. Um, and we did this for three years. And so, you know, um, there was always um, enough for leftovers, like maybe on Saturday or Sunday, kind of, you know, if I was, um, in this case, you know, I, I cooked on Monday, so Sunday night we usually ate leftovers um, to kind of clean out the refrigerator in time for that, but there was always enough from these other meals um, because our, we were ma- serving, making servings for four adults and I had little kids, so that worked really well. You know, you'd buy one bag of big rolls and divide it, or you'd buy, you know, um, you know, even if you made a cake, dividing it into a third, and then it wasn't sitting around the house for, you know, who to eat while, you know, at, you know the rest of the week. <laughs> you know, so it was great that way. And it also, I think, helped my kids not to be picky eaters because they would say, well, I don't like, you know, whatever. And I said, you know what? Mrs. Tally is a great cook, and this is what she's made for us, and this is what we're having. So um, they learned to eat some things that probably we wouldn't have served and and um, you know you may be stuck on where we always have green beans or something well they you know serve their favorite thing is asparagus and so you you know kind of broadened your horizon a little bit when other people are cooking for you so that was a major um, blessing and idea and just really freed me up to then have time if we wanted to entertain on the weekend to really focus on what that was going to look like Um, Friday night when my kids were little was always homemade pizza night and so we had a family tradition and and, you know my husband was comfortable uh, with eating that you know once a week now other husbands may not be so you have to kind of you know work out what your family deal was but that was huge and then talked about the sticky notes Um, And so once you kind of have an idea of what you're going to prepare, either using the envelopes or penciling it out, then prepare your, your grocery list. Um, I put in there a very extensive grocery list that I found on the Internet. Um, I kind of have a simplified one. There are things when I go to the grocery store every week that I know I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy at the deli. I'm going to buy turkey and cheese. Those are two things that I always buy. Now I'm a deviate from that but usually 100% of the time get those two things milk, eggs, yogurt lettuce you know cereal my kids eat a lot of cereal Um, those are things I buy almost every time I go to the grocery store so I have that on a computerized list that I kind of keep you know in the kitchen and so before I go grocery shopping I can look and go do we need milk no we still have two gallons you know do we need bread? No, no one ate sandwiches this week. I'm okay. Have one in the freezer. So I can kind of, you know, cross off items. But there are things that I consistently buy. There are things that I consistently buy at Sam's. So I made a Sam's list. So toilet paper, paper towels, bacon, um, you know, sponges. Some of those bigger items that I kind of have on my Sam's list. Um, what I've been wanting to do for years and finally did this week was when I was at Sam's, I wrote down the prices and calculated a per ounce or you know per sponge price so that sometimes you're at the grocery store and you go, hmm, those are, you know, buy one, get one free. Is that really a good deal or not? 
I now have my SAMS price to compare it to. I've been wanting to do that for, you know, eight years and finally got around <laughs> to doing it. <laughs> so, um, but sometimes you just don't know when you're buying in bulk or if it's on sale, if it's a really good deal. And especially with the cereal thing, because you think, okay, well, I only paid 250 last week for that box. Well, they change the ounces on those all the time. I mean, there's like an 11-ounce size box, a 14-ounce, a big, you know. And it's all the same cereal, and you're going, well, what did I buy last time that I thought I got a really good deal on? Was it a good deal or not? Well, now I have kind of my benchmark to be looking at that. Um, and so then I can have kind of the other list of, you know, if I'm making chicken lasagna, I don't normally buy mozzarella cheese, but um, this week I'm going to need that and the ricotta cheese and the noodles. and stuff. So I will just add those to the bottom of my list to know that. Now, if you have a lot of time on your hands, um, you could organize your shopping list by kind of the aisles of the store. And I, actually there's a website, but you have to pay a fee for it that you put in your zip code and you put in your store and it will print out like everything on the aisle. But I've never had that much extra time to do that, but that would you know, prevent you from going back and forth because you forgot something. So you might want to have, you know, big spaces for this is in the produce area, this is in the dairy, this is, you know, boxed or canned. But that helps you with your grocery shopping ideas. Um, does anybody here play the grocery game? You want to give a testimony on how you like that? Or you want to use the microphone? Here, come use the microphone. Last week, I got $130 worth of groceries for $29. And if you get a rebate on top of that, that's yeah. like the triple whammy. Park cities, and the the only grocery store that's convenient to us are Tom Thumb stores. It's very frustrating, um, but so that's all I subscribe to as far as a grocery store, just because with my you know with my season of life, it's not um, it's not a priority for me to get the maximum um, savings, but. You know, my circumstances may change. My girlfriend who does the six-week um, dinner schedule, her husband lost her job and took a significant pay cut, and she was all over this, you know, and she would spend hours maximizing this. But 
here, just for an example, if I can see this, um, when I printed this out for Tom Thumb, it was 10 pages, but there's a way once, once you go online, you can just click the boxes of things that you're interested in buying, um, and then just print, then you just print what's selected, so you don't get this. But, for example, um, here it says that they have um, Bartlett pears for 10 pounds for a dollar. Um, it's a 37% saving. Okay. Here it says the Tyson frozen chicken box chicken 12 ounces were two for five dollars. There was a coupon, a manufacturer's coupon on 8.17. So you need to save your coupons from week to week and go back to 8.17. It was 55 cents off. So your final price is a dollar 95 and a 47 percent savings. This is, I think, this week. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. 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 I normally just go to Kroger, but I went to Tom Covey and Kroger this last week, and I um, they had the Pillsbury um, uh, break and bake cookies on sale, which they're refrigerated, but you can also put them in the freezer, and they don't expire. Once I bought them, expire until December. Um, I got eight of those for free. Seriously, people. Came <laughs> <laughs> a chicken soup, which you use in like just about every casserole. I got that for like fifty cents. Those 50 cents each are normally like $1.50. I really highly recommend the grocery <laughs> <laughs> And it's all categorized by color. Well, it takes a lot of time in the beginning, but then after you get used to it, you figure out a, a method that works for you. And, and I mean, you spend a little bit of time putting the coupons, but now I, I've got it down and it doesn't take me long at all. I, I do. Um, Maybe an hour a week, maybe. But I just do it at night. It's something I look forward to doing, and and I, I do my grocery shopping on Mondays. And how much of the stuff is processed versus fresh? Oh, a lot. So a lot. Uh, if you're if you're making it mostly fresh foods, like mm-hmm. fresh fruits and vegetables, and some chicken and so forth, is a grocery game. It may not be worth it. Like my husband is very brand specific. Like there's like here I print off um, CVS's too, and you know I can get um, Adidas deodorant for 25 cents. Well, he only likes one kind of deodorant, and so to have you know if that's the case, he only likes one kind of toothpaste. And so you know I maybe get it for free, but if no one's going to use it, then it's I guess you could donate that to the Boy Scouts when they you know do their annual food drive or something or give it to a friend or to your housekeeper or whatever, but, you know, it's all, you've got to balance the time you have with, you know, with that. You know, there may be a season of life that this works for you. There may be a season. I've tried it for two months. I'm not loving it, but I still um, am trying it and trying to make a go of it. Um, But you have to remember, you know, to take your coupons with you, to save them from week to week and, The coupons from the Sunday paper, and I think they encourage you to get multiple copies. And their whole goal is that you would stockpile items so that you would have, you know, rice, you know, five or six boxes of rice aroni, so that the next time they go on sale, three months from now, then you could restock and replenish that. Um, you know, if um, the other thing is, like, I shop on Wednesdays is my grocery day because that's when the ads come out in the newspaper. Now, I don't look at 
everybody's ass because we're landlocked or, you know, held hostage by Tom Thumb. Um, so, but, you know, the, the specials on the front and the back are usually the lost leaders and the teasers. So if you were planning your menu and your family liked fresh chicken leg quarters, you know, they're 69 cents a pound this week. And so you might incorporate that this week into your menu. Um, you know, do you like strip steak? Can you get that Tom Thumb? Can you? Okay. Online, like this, you can ask, is that different from the five years of three and 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 the the sale price, is there a manufacturer coupon, is there a store coupon, the final price, and then the reduction. So what the, you know, the percentage savings. But, you know, there's some like this week, I just took, I went through my coupons, picked a few things that I knew that I needed, you know, and I save, you know, I always use my reward card because that's worth, you know, 25% using just that without even saving a coupon. But then I save, you know, another $3 with coupons. Well, you know, three dollars is three dollars. You know, as, as my dad always used to say, it's better in my pocket than yours. So. Right. Yeah, but the people behind you, standing in line, are going to hate you. So. <laughs> It's, you just have to realize that that's going to take time and they're probably going to have to get a manager and you really are going to make the people mad behind you. But if you know, you don't care that, you know, if you're saving $100 on your groceries, I mean, that's awesome. Right. So. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, they use flyers from the and flyers from the Turkey. So it's double things. Oh, twice as many things on sale. Sprouts is like a farmer's archetype. It's kind of a, like a mini Whole Foods. Yeah. And and I will go there when I'm entertaining and really stock on their stock up on their vegetables because it's very fresh and they they tend to have a lot of lost leader items. Um, you know, just you know, Tom Thumb is not the cheapest grocery store. For I mean, like here, avocados are a dollar twenty-eight this week. That's their teaser. You know, they're on the Albertson has them for a dollar. You know, that's twenty-eight percent savings on avocado shopping at Albertsons. But for me to go all the way over to Midway and Northwest Highway, you know, I've just got a way at you know at this point. Um, but if I was really strapped with, I had a very limited budget, I might do that. You know, again, I'm at a different season of life than you probably are. But I, we still want to be good stewards of our, our finances but, and stock up. But, um, you know, like when I shop at Sam's, I don't think I can make a lasagna for $10. I mean, by the time you buy 
mozzarella and hamburger and noodles and the sauce and garlic and you know you can buy a Stouffer's lasagna you know six pounds it's going to serve 12 people for under ten dollars I really don't think you can make one for that and it's you know it tastes pretty darn good so you really kind of got to balance you know all these factors but the grocery game my girlfriend swears by it she said when um, Albertson was doing their triple coupons you know 75 cents you know would triple up to those she said that's when she saved the most they don't do that very often anymore but um, they do sometimes but I know like um, Tom Thumb will triple a coupon up to 39 cents and double up to 50 cents they have a 50 cents coupon that's a dollar off an item if you know you eat that item then that's a good deal and if it's on sale that's a great deal and if it, you get a rebate with it you know that's called the triple whammy so yeah Wednesdays is coupon day in the newspaper so that's when all these food um, and Sprouts is at the forest and marsh so what Legacy and, and Coit is another Sprout so they're And they do have like an organic section as well. The other idea of talking about fruits and vegetables that I've heard, I've never participated in this, is doing a vegetable co-op where, you know, you may have four friends, four neighbors, and you each pitch in, you know, $20 or $10, whatever amount, and then once a, a, a week or once a month, you know, two of you go down to farmer's market and buy, you know, $100 worth of vegetables, you divide it up. You have a you know, set time. You must pick up your vegetables by noon on Saturday. And, and so that's a way of trying a lot of different things, you know, buying in bulk but not having to eat in bulk, you know. How do you keep things going? That's been my goal this year is to try to not throw away quite as much because, you know, that bag of lettuce always, you know, gets limey before we use it all. So I've started, you know, um, and I never knew this, like bananas and avocados, you know, when they're like ripe and ready to go, but you're not eating them, you can put them in the refrigerator and it slows down the ripening process until you can buy yourself two to three more days. I'm sorry? Tomatoes too. See, when I do my tomatoes, they kind of get mealy, so. Put them in a brown bag. Okay, brown bag. See, I've learned something new. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and so, you know, I used to, you know, buy a couple avocados and then they would you know you open them up and they just be mush and you go you know that was a dollar something you know dollar 28 on sale and I've just thrown that away but now I know stick them in the refrigerator and you know we can have those later I swear you could find that on the internet <laughs> that is an amazing thing you know, I, internet, I had heard, you know, a long time ago that said, you know, what is the value of a stay-at-home mom? You know, if we had to replace ourselves, how much would that cost? And I said, oh, you know, that would be a fun tidbit of piece of information to share with the girls that say, even though we're staying at home and we're not bringing in a paycheck, we offer this, you know, huge value. If your husband had to go out and hire a chauffeur and hire a chef and hire a babysitter and stuff like this, you know, how much would it cost? Well, you know, I found out that in 1999 we'd be making you know roughly 90,000 and I would say you know that's a lot more and that's probably minimum wage you know that was all based on minimum wage so um, you know there is value to what we do and 
we can add value by helping our husbands stay within our budgets and being good stewards. So, um, so the grocery game is a good thing. The co-ops work great. Um, Kristen, one time, she doesn't even know this, but um, you know, has anyone done those super supper places where you go and they have all the chopped chicken and the tomatoes and the cheese and everything lined up, and then you go through and you make your own casseroles and you, then you take home five or six casseroles or whatever. And Kristen said one time, and she probably doesn't remember this, that her friends were getting together and they were going to assemble some casserole for dinner and they each brought something. So, you know, Beth brought chopped chicken and she did the cheese and the um, sour cream and whatever. And so they just did that themselves instead of paying. And then that was a time for fellowship. And then they all went home with dinner for tonight. And I thought, that's brilliant. You know, isn't that great? Um, in the wintertime, our family eats a lot of soup, but some of the recipes, and one that I gave you today, the taco soup recipe, makes probably about eight servings. And so unless you want to be eating taco soup for three days, um, you know, you could get together with a friend and you say, you make the baked potato soup recipe, I'll make the taco soup recipe, we'll, you know, each bring a container, divide those, and then you may still think that's too much for a week, and then stick half of it in the freezer. So then you have a meal for later on. I try to do that with there's certain recipes, my enchilada recipe, my chicken spaghetti recipe, um, that free, my uh, taco soup, my baked potato soup, they all freeze beautifully. And so, you know, I may not be sharing that with a friend because our family eats a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I'll put half of it aside into the um, freezer. And then on one of these crazy days, then I can just pull it out, stick it in the oven, and, you know, throw some sides together and have dinner. Um, you know, the cooking the cooking co-op worked great for me for three years, and then one of the husbands developed diabetes, and we said, you know, let's take a break. Well, last year, my good friend Holly, um, her daughter and my daughter took dance on the same night, and so my son had to have surgery on his, uh, a broken finger in the fall, and she said, can I bring you dinner? And I said, yes, you know, let people bless you. Um, and so she brought me dinner, and I said, you know, that was just a huge blessing. You know, we almost had a third child just to get more meals. You know, her up. Like, that is so great. And so she said, well, why don't we just alternate? And so every other Tuesday, we cooked for each other as we dropped the girls off. You know, we traded bags of groceries, and then we came home. And that was just a huge blessing and just... I didn't have to think, you know, even though it was two times a month, it was two times a month. It was just great. And the kids look forward to it. And so, it's awesome. Um, let's see. Okay, so just some practical ideas. And I should have enlarged this. I'm going to have trouble. Um, I have a huge collection of recipes that I have ripped out of magazines and um, newspapers and friends have given me and stuff. And so, um, I mean, you would, you would laugh at how many of them. So there may be recipes I only make once a year, but if you don't have, I mean, if you're struggling with what to make for dinner, um, there are, you know, everywhere you look, there's probably a recipe that, you know, and they have so many. There's even websites that are, you know, quick, easy recipes for moms, you know, that 30 minutes or less. Um, and so, you know, start developing your repertoire for those 
recipes and build that. And then, you know, if you find a great one in a cookbook, you might make an index card that says, you know, great meatloaf, uh, Betty Crocker, page 97. And so that way you know where that is when you want to go find it again. Um, I write in my cookbooks, and I'll just put great, you know, served, you know, Christmas 2002. Um, everybody loved it. Great portions, um, you know, less curry, more curry, you know. I, I make footnotes in that. You know, my, funny, my husband's mother died years ago, and the things that he treasure most are her things with her handwriting on it. And so wouldn't it be cool, you know, to pass those things down to your family? I mean, that's what they're going to treasure, you know, are those, those little intangible things. I'm like, like, okay. I would have never guessed that. Um, okay. Uh, Mark and um, You have to think about the recipes and how much time they take. You know, do you have three hours to make lasagna? Do you just need to make spaghetti with, you know, brown hamburger bead and ragu? Um, so really factor in that on your days. You know, if you're going to, you know, on Wednesdays you have Bible study, well then you might need a quick dinner that night. So plan accordingly so it's not frustrating. Um, you know, brownies are easier or quicker than cookies. Drop cookies are quicker than rolled out frosted cookies. So, you know just kind of think in that way if you're short on time but still want to provide a dessert maybe it's not the three layer cake with almonds on it and strawberries and pipe buttercream frosting you know maybe it's a Texas sheet cake that you can you know make from scratch and have it cooked and frosted in less than 30 minutes you know that might be a good alternative um, you know a cheese ball is a lot easier to make than individual spanakopitas where you have to roll each little, you know, pastry triangle, you know, or, you know, meatball. You know, if you're making meatballs, it's much easier to make an artichoke dip than it is to have to touch every single little appetizer. Um, double recipes, use them for later. You know, find ones that freeze well. Do it. I purchased this year um, a small vacuum seal um, machine, you know, where it sucks all the air out and um, keeps food from getting freezer burn. Well, um, my husband, if he's going to have steak, he wants a fillet. He doesn't want a strip steak. He doesn't want sirloin. I mean, that is just a food preference. So I will buy one of those, you know, I can either go to Kubi's and spend 20 to $24 a pound for that, or I go to Sam's and I buy the beef tenderloin in the vacuum sealed bag, and then I cut that into individual steaks and then, you know, vacuum it. And, and then, so then I have four little steaks that I can just defrost, season with, you know, my spices and throw on the grill and have a quick dinner. But it's what he wants, but I'm not blowing my budget because I walked out with a, you know, $100 worth of steaks at Kubi. I mean, it gets expensive. So, um, you know, I found a way to cut, you know, at Sam's, that is um, a beef tenderloin. is like $10 a pound. So, you know, I mean, that's not something I'm going to have weekly, but, you know, that's, that's something he enjoys and wants to have, and so I found a cheaper way to provide that for him. Um, you could. I usually don't, but... Okay, so you just do it all, so it's, you've saved a step. So, but, like, when blueberries were on sale... 
um, I went ahead and just put those like on a single layer of um, a cookie sheet and froze them. So now they're just little individual blueberries. They're not clumped together and I put them in the vacuum seal. And so now if we're going to have blueberry pancakes in December, I don't have to pay $4 for a package of blueberries. They're there. Um, the, I doubled my chocolate chip cookies. My husband said, he goes, what are you speaking? I said, oh, you know, things you should have on hand. And then he goes, chocolate chips. Okay, he likes my chocolate chip cookies. So I, so I made them Sunday. I doubled the recipe, so I had this huge batch. I didn't want all those cookies around because I would eat them. So what I did is I took a um, cookie tray and, you know, I baked, you know, maybe like three trays of cookies for our family, like a normal single batch would be. But then I froze. I took, you know, made the blobs, put them on a cookie tray close together, froze those, and then I put those out and put them in a zipper, a freezer Ziploc bag. So now... I have where I can pull out a bag and just cook a dozen cookies after dinner or if they need them for their lunches and I thought, oh, I don't have a dessert for their lunches, I can just, you know, make four and then put two in each lunch bag. So it's already done, the prep work, or you can go and you put your coupons and get the free ones that she was talking about, but even faster. But it didn't take me any longer in my kitchen that night to, to have homemade chocolate chip cookies ready to go at an instant moment, or if someone you know came over, like some friends stopped by, and you just wanted to give them a little treat, then you could have homemade cookies for them. Um, okay, if you're you know taking a meal um, to a friend, I would develop a list of three or four items that are you know new mom friendly. You know something probably not with a lot of broccoli and you know things that cause gases and stuff. And I would just rotate those. You know, you don't need to be creative every time you need to bring a meal to somebody. So my thing is um, I usually do a marinated pork tenderloin because it's $2.99 a pound at Sam's. It's cheap. It's just cheaper than chicken, really. There's no waste on it. Everybody loves it. Um, you know, serve it with some grilled vegetables or some rice aroni, some, you know, off and some vegetables and a bag of salad and you know some Texas chocolate cake and I'm ready to go. But I haven't spent a lot of time thinking, what am I going to make? And I, people are so appreciative to get anything. But this is you know very healthy, low fat. Um, most everybody likes it. My kids love it. You know, so then I think it's you know pretty safe to go. Okay, and then um, as far as like bringing meals to people, um, you know, a generous man will himself be blessed for he shares the food with the poor. And that's Proverbs 22.9. And I would say the lonely, the sick, you know, the burdened. And, you know, so many times when like, a, a friend of mine's parent may be dealing with a crisis, you know, if we're getting older, our parents are getting older, and maybe having to deal with, you know, someone in the hospital or whatever, and she said, can I bring you a meal? And it may just be taco soup or, you know, chicken enchilada, you know, something you know, fast or pulled beef, um, you know, brisket tacos or something that's, you know, easy that I've had in the crock pot, um, but it's such a blessing to them. And, um, and then on entertaining, um, that is something that my husband and I enjoy to do together. Um, and so we try to open our home. And I laugh because I've kind of gone full circle. I used to do like these gourmet meals and, um, you know, bon appetit type things, and you know, and then I thought, you know, it's really not about the food, entertaining. It's really more about making people feel welcome in your home, getting them to know better. And so now I've kind of backed off from that. Um, 
about 10 years ago, we purchased a house in Lake Highlands and it had a swimming pool. So that summer, my husband's like, oh, let's have all these people over to swim. So, you know, every, you know, Friday night or Saturday night, I was, you know, cooking this full dinner for people. And I was like, a lot, you know, even though I was just grilling chicken sometimes, or you know, but it's still a lot of work to pull it again. Well, the next summer, everybody came over. I said, "Just come over for dessert," you know, come over for dessert. And then the third, third summer, I was like, "Come over," and we had, you know, rip your floats. And I was like, you know, they're not here about the food; they're here about how they felt while they were in your home. And so, um, you know, the other thing is, you know, stop apologizing for how your house looks if someone stops in, you know unexpectedly just say they came to see you you know they didn't come to see if your closets were clean and your you know laundry was folded and stuff they came to visit with you so relax about that and just focus more on the people than the food um, and but I do think entertaining um, is an important thing to um, teach our children um, my mom always you know entertained but you know I look back on that and I go she served Betty Crocker you know scalloped potatoes you know, and I'm sitting there going, no one complained about that, but it's not how I entertained, but she always opened her home. It was, you know, we always were having someone over for dinner. And so she instilled that and that love and that passion into me. Um, and uh, I love this scripture, um, Hebrews 13.2. It says, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so some people have entertained angels without knowing. Like, you know, I wonder who the angels were in my house. But it was always fun. Um, and the other thing is, um, it says, love your neighbors, Matthew 19, 19. And um, we, I have um, made it a point that when someone new moves into the neighborhood, just to bring them, you know, maybe a plate of cookies or some muffins or, um, you know, maybe it's a pumpkin roll or something um, and now my daughter's saying mom you know there's new neighbors and you haven't brought them anything and I'm like oh, okay you know and she's holding me accountable to do that but that is something that you can teach your children say let's do this you know we have new neighbors let them feel welcome and um, we have neighbors next door that just had their fourth child and so I called her and I said can I bring you dinner on Saturday night and she said yes and she said um, do you have plans and I went no, I'm just going to be eating what I cooked you at you know, our house. And she said, well, come over and join us. And so I just you know, brought everything to her house. And we had just the best time. And you know, preconceived notions of, you know, were you know, wiped away. My husband said, you know, I had really judged them. They're delightful. And their kids are delightful. And the funny thing is, the electricity went out during dinner. You know, and so it was, I mean, it was quiet. And stuff. And the kids put on a puppet show for us afterwards. I mean, it was just you know, the sweetest time. And so we wouldn't have done, you know, had I not reached out to my neighbor, we would have not got to know them. Um, for years in Lake Highlands, my husband and I, um, we were kind of the new kids on the block. We moved into a neighborhood where everyone was the original owners. Their kids were moved out, but they were still young. They were, you know, mid-50s. Um, and so we lived on a corner, so we kind of knew everybody. And they were, thought, you know, we had the young kids, and so they thought, you know, we were a cute family. So we started doing a holiday brunch, and I would do it after Christmas, kind of like the first weekend in January. The house was still decorated, you know, the tree was still up, everything looked good. We did a brunch, you know, eggs are cheap. Um, And so I would do, I would do coffee cakes versus, you know, you know, homemade cinnamon rolls or something, something that was easy that didn't take a lot of time. But you know, a couple casseroles, some fruit salads, some orange juice, and invite them over for breakfast. And I can't tell you 
what a neat experience that was. And we, you know, would kind of use it as, um, you know, an evangelical opportunity, you know, always offer a blessing, you know, for the new year and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, give us an opportunity to talk about Watermark and where we went to church. Um, but they talked about it for years. They were so sad when we moved away. They're like, who's going to do the Christmas brunch? <laughs> okay. But they, there were people that lived there 25 years that did not know the people, you know, one street over or the, where they backed up to each other. And it really um, was a neat experience to do that. So I encourage you to think of small ways that you might be able to bless one another. Okay. Um, you want to look, look at these recipes real quick? And I'll just... Um, show you the um, let's see I started with just two really simple appetizers um, the pine cone cheese ball okay. and you can, you can come feel free to come up during the talk or whatever and get some but the, <laughs> but the pine cone cheese ball is basically you take chive and onion um, cream cheese garden cream cheese a cup of you know, grated cheese that you can already buy in the package. You know, when I graduated from college, you still had to, you know, still grate your cheese. Um, and you, and a couple of green onions, uh, three green onions chopped. Mix that all together, okay? Less than five minutes to do that. And you just kind of form it into an oval. And then you take toasted pecans. I buy my pecans at Sam's in those big bags and keep them in my freezer. Uh, you just throw, you know, to toast pecan, you just want to have a hot oven, maybe 400, 350, 400. Just put them in there for a couple minutes. You'll start to see them brown slightly, um, and you'll sm- you'll start to smell them. Pull them out, okay, and let those cool. Um, they burn very quickly. So set a timer because I have, you know, lost a pan of um, nuts a couple times. So, um, and then you just start layering. You start at the bottom and you put, you know, a row of um, pecans on there and then you move up to the next row kind of overlap them kind of stagger them kind of like you're roofing you know doing like roofing tiles and just do that you can kind of take it and squish it with your hands make it a little bit more like a um, a pine cone and then just get some fresh rosemary um, and you know stick a couple sprigs in this I gave these um, as teacher gifts and to our neighbors at Christmas time and they just love it it takes so little times the kids can even help you put the nuts on them you, you know you have a little bit older kids um, and you can divide you know I did like for Christmas gifts for the neighbors I divided it in two and so I just did two small ones put them on those little plates wrapped it with saran and gave them a box of crackers and they were all just you know thrilled and it, it took no time I mean one year I remember baking you know 15 coffee cakes you know I'm going and you had to wait an hour between each one and I'm going, that's for the birds, you know. So I'm looking for quick and easy things. Um, the pretzels. My kids love these white chocolate pretzels. Um, it doesn't get any easier than this. You get that almond bark in the baking aisle. Melt it on low heat. I use, a, I use like my big spaghetti pan that was deep um, and throw in... One bag of pretzels and kind of stir it around. Um, I have a huge mixing bowl, you know, like a big salad bowl, and I kind of dumped them in there yesterday and kind of tossed them a little better because I was having trouble stirring them. And then I just sprinkled them. And so I found some fall sprinkles and did those at Christmas time. Um, where's my cute little bag? Oh, 
Christmas time, and they sell these for fall, but I do, um, you know, just the red and green sprinkles on them. And then I buy these cute little bags. I found these at the dollar store for $24, so five cents each. And the pretzels, you know, I don't know. And so, you know, these are great little class gifts when your kids go to school. Great little thank yous for teachers. You know, you really don't want, I mean, if you're buying five, you know, what can you buy for five dollars? you know, at the store that really a teacher really wants. I mean, I don't know. And so it's hard to come up with cheap Christmas gifts. And then, you know, like now, right now, my kids have six or seven teachers. So that's 14 gifts. I mean, that's a lot. And then you have your, like you have your, you know, Mother's Day out teachers and this. So I've done, you know, pretzels and I found cute containers at the dollar store and I've put them in there. Or, but these little bags are just great. And, um you know, five minutes and you're done. Okay. Um, the hot artichoke dip, I'm sure you all have this recipe, but, um, you know, it's one can of artichoke hearts chopped, one cup of Parmesan, one cup of mayonnaise. You can add garlic, salt, powder to that. Um, but you can also add, you know, fresh or chopped spinach to it for a variation. You could add mozzarella or cream cheese to make it creamier. Oh, sure. I use, um, you know, that's, that's a good question. I use the white and I kind of go up the stem a little bit. But I've had other people that use only the green. So. Yeah, I, I use the white part. You know, I trim off the roots and then I use the white part up into, you know, an inch or two of the, the green. But I don't use just kind of the chive end of it. Um, but so you can add, you know, crab meat to this artichoke dip. You know, you can do variations to it if you want to put some Tabasco sauce in there. But that is something that if, you know, everybody loves that and easy, easy, easy. And again, easier to do a big chafing dish than to do individual cups or, you know, individual things unless you find these. These were a little splurge for me. There were these are little pastry cups that come already made. There was, I think, 60 to a box for $10. So I decided to try them. And um, I had actually seen in the newspaper where you had buy these, but you could put your art, you know, spoon your artichoke dip into these. Pimento cheese from Kubi's, which is to die for. I just spooned in these and then threw them in the oven and kind of melted them. Um, you could go and you know go to Central Market and you know go down that aisle and look at you know is there a shrimp dip or something like that that's already made and put it in there and then put like a little piece of dill on top of it. So you know sometimes you know it was a little splurge, six you know sixty of them, but you know it was it's cheap and easy and fast and sometimes that's what you need. <gasps> um, I don't do a lot of crock pot recipes. I just wasn't raised that way. Um, but I do have two that I love. Um, easy burritos where you take either like a, a, a chuck roast, a brisket, or you know, sirloin roast. Um, you add taco seasoning water and just cook it all day. And then you take forks and pull it apart and serve it in tortillas with cheese and uh, the shredded lettuce and stuff. Kids love this. It's great for you know, when you need to bring a dish to somebody. Um, also, the barbecued pulled pork, which was an apple of gold recipe from Barbara Loring Clark. You just you know, kind of brown your um, tenderloin and throw it in the crock pot with some onions and barbecue sauce, and 
you know, again, shred it and serve it on buns, and it's delicious. Okay, the pork medallions with mustard sauce is a great entertainment uh, recipe. It's delicious. Um, my friend said that mustard sauce you can eat with a spoon. Um, for some reason, the two cups of whipping cream got deleted from that. So, um, in that mustard sauce, just right in two cups of whipping cream. But the sauce you could, you know, if you have leftover sauce, which I usually do, you could serve that with chicken. You know, just kind of um, do chicken or fish would be delicious. Um, you could also, instead of baking the tenderloin in the oven, like one time I was kind of in a hurry, and so I just sliced the tenderloin into little medallions and kind of flattened them with the palm of my hand and then just, you know, fried them up in a skillet with a little olive oil and then added the sauce to it. And they're like, oh. But um, I served that a lot. Like when my husband one time, he had his boss come over, and so I served that. And, I mean, she called me for the recipe and... I mean, she makes it all the time. Her husband's like, okay, you need to go back to the Stouffer's for dinner to get something else to make. <laughs> the honey pork tenderloin is great. You kind of marinate it. Um, you cook it in the oven. Uh, you put some honey and sesame seeds on it. I like um, to do a lot of these salsas on my, my food because they're low calorie and I'm always trying to cut calories. Um, and so, you know, to do chopped tomatoes and... Um, you know, cucumbers and stuff on top of fish kind of just add some variety. But I do a lot of salsas. But this one is um, an avocado peach salsa. Um, you know, if peaches aren't in season, you can buy that fresh fruit in the little cups in the fresh fruit section. They're about a dollar, you know, a piece. Um, or the Del Monte ones, the frozen packs that are on the shelves with the food. But it, you know, and just drain those and use those peaches are great. Mm-hmm. I think it's two cups. So add two cups whipping cream to that recipe, and then you reduce it down, you know, on the stove uh, for about 20 minutes, and it'll end up being about a cup and a fourth. Absolutely, you can. There's ton of there's a ton of prepared food now that you would probably never have to cook, but you could combine things that are already made and have great meals. Um, the, if you don't have time to um, make the marinade, these Lowry um, marinades are delicious. They taste very fresh and are, you know, you unscrew it and pour it over your pork tenderloin, stick it in the refrigerator for, you know, a couple hours and you're ready to go later on at night. Um, you know, you can put this on chicken, fish, They're, they have mesquite, I mean, they have like 12 different flavors and this is, I mean, I do this a lot. You know, if I want a quick meal, I always keep those Tyson frozen chicken breasts in my freezer. You know, I buy them at Sam's. They're six-pound bags. But I will always pull out um, more than I need. If I'm grilling, I will always, you know, you'll see it again. You know, so I'll cook eight chicken breasts or six chicken breasts, and you will see it again in a different way later in the week. So we may have just grilled chicken one night, but then we're going to have a grilled chicken Caesar salad, you know, and I'm going to add some things to it. Um, but it, it, you always, you know, if I bake potatoes, you're going to have baked potatoes later on in the week. So I'm always thinking, how can I maximize, um, you know, my time in the kitchen? But can you share a couple other ideas that you have on the like second nature? 
Reusing. Reusing. Um, if I use, if I have grilled salmon and I have salmon left over, then I'll add that maybe to pasta. So, you know, you don't need quite as much. Or my grilled chicken will go into a pasta dish. Um, the say something here. Um, these, this is an Alfredo sauce that's already made up, and you can kind of add things to it. I have, I grow fresh basil, you know, in a pot out on my back patio, and so you could add, you know, little fresh basil to this. You could add some chopped tomatoes, pine nuts, um, little white wine, you know, doctor it up a little bit, thin it out. These are, you know, these are kind of expensive, and so these are. Um, you know, I try to stretch them a little bit, so I'll add some fat-free half and half to this, my own Parmesan cheese, trying to make that recipe just go a little bit further. But, um, you know, I won't need four chicken breasts if I'm adding it to chicken pasta. I may only need two, so I can use those two that I grilled, you know, two nights ago, reuse that. Um, my husband really didn't like this meal, but I had baked two extra potatoes. Um, I thought I would make baked potato soup with it, and I didn't get around to it. And so I made potato skins one night for dinner. Now the kids loved it. My husband was like, okay, I think I bombed this one. I was like, but I said, it's a meal. We're going to eat again in the morning. You know, <laughs> it had you. So um, I think he had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that night. And that, I mean, that was a, one, I mean, that doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. And, um, you know, it was kind of the night before I was going to go grocery shopping. And the kids thought it was just great, but um, he didn't think so. The, um, I like this Canadian um, steak seasoning. It's basically peppers and I'm not sure what else. But this is delicious on vegetables. And so I will do a lot of fresh vegetables, toss a little olive oil on it, shake it, and put it in the um, oven. Now, this may be too spicy for your kids because they're younger. But um, um, you could do a little separate pan for them. You know, season yours and then, you know, have a little separate pan with that, of their own. Um, this um, chipotle raspberry sauce, kind of, it's a dressing. Um, you could use this as a dipping sauce, just plain with your pork tenderloin. Um, you know, you could also use chicken. be really good. This is great. Just poured over cream cheese and served with crackers for an appetizer. You could take a package of cream cheese at Christmas time and, like, you know, use your cookie cutter and cut it into a shape of a Christmas tree or something and then pour this over it, you know. I don't know. Um, my uh, grilled chicken um, or leftover shrimp or something like that. I like um, to do stir fry occasionally because one of my goals is to have my kids eat more vegetables. So I try to sneak it in like that, you know, I'll... They, like my son says, I don't like spinach, but he'll like a salad. Well, if I cut that spinach up into you know those skinny little strips, he doesn't know he's eating it. And um, you know you can mix in you know dice or um, you know take a food processor and um, kind of like puree or chop real fine carrots and mix that into your tomato sauce. They don't know they're eating it, but they're getting more vegetables. <laughs> so the stir fry is great because I buy the frozen Asian um, stir fry. Um, vegetables, <coughs> stir-fry vegetables. Um, I can do it with 
you know, leftover beef or, you know, if, my, if I'm cutting up my tenderloin steak, you know, there's always that tail meat or little pieces that, so I'll put those in a separate little baggie and so it's just small little pieces of meat. I'll stir fry those in olive oil and garlic, add my vegetables, add this, have some rice and dinner. This is a classic stir fry sauce. You could do that with shrimp. Like you might not, your budget may not allow you to have um, like where you're just eating shrimp for dinner, but if you're adding just a few, you know, it's a special meal, but I didn't need two pounds of shrimp to feed my family. You know, maybe a pound would work with the vegetables and the rice and stuff like that. So it's a way to stretch your menu, but those are really quick and easy. Um, the borsan potatoes, my kids absolutely love. It's three ingredients. It's, um, you slice red potatoes real thin. You melt a box of this borsan cheese. If you guys shop at Sam's, it's like a fraction of the cost than what you can get at the grocery store. Like this at the grocery store is like five or six dollars. You can get like two for six dollars at um, Sam's. But you melt this with either half and half or whipping cream, and then you kind of layer your potatoes and your sauce like a scalloped potato dish and bake them until they're you know tender. You kind of have to test. Uh, make sure that they're and so delicious. They're like, can we have those potatoes again? And like three ingredients, we can do it. I gave you a recipe for an Alfredo sauce. Um, you can make it with half and half. Um, you know, like I told you, I ha only had fat-free half and half, so I added that cream cheese. It was delicious. You could use the fat-free cream cheese. <coughs> have, you, have you seen that? It's like this oxymoron. How can, how can half and half be fat-free? But um, it's right there next to um, Land Lakes makes a brand, and Tom Thumb has their own brand. Um, it, I don't know what's in it or whatever, but it, it tastes, it cooks, it works like the real thing, and it's fat-free. So it's a fraction of the calorie. I use an outside grill. I have a gas grill, and so um, it. I mean, it's it is so easy. I mean, you turn it on, light it, get it hot. You know, turn down the heat, throw it on. You know, those Tyson chicken breasts you can throw on frozen, and they'll cook. Um, it is super easy, and so I mean, I. You know, my son when he's about 12 or whatever, you know, we've taught him to grill, and you know, if I'm busy or whatever, and. I'll say, go out there and flip those hamburgers or, you know, we did lose some steaks one night because, <laughs> you know, but he learned that you've got to be attentive to that. But it's really easy and, and it's not, uh, especially fish, I don't, my personal preference is not to cook that in the home because, because of the smells and stuff like that. I don't like those lingering. And so, you know, keeping it outside is great and I like that flavor. Uh, speaking of bacon, um, the best thing that I have ever found, and I buy these at Sam's, is 72 slices of pre-cooked bacon. Have you all used this? This is awesome. It, it has like an, you know, a really long expiration date um, on it. Um, and so you can pull out one or two slices of bacon, put it in the microwave. It doesn't take a whole roll of paper towels like, you know, raw bacon <laughs> to cook. And in 30 seconds, you have bacon. And so a lot of times, um, like for breakfast, you know, if I'm doing scrambled eggs, you know, I'll do a little bit of bacon and I might like throw some cheese on there, roll it up in a tortilla and, 
you know, some like salsa on it, some don't or whatever, but they love these egg burritos. And, I mean, normally I would cook bacon. I mean, my dad, you know, he was the bacon man. He was in charge of bacon Sunday mornings. And I can, I mean, that's a vivid memory of him, you know, with the broiler and flipping the bacon. This takes forever. I mean, 30 seconds. And so then if you want to make a salad... You know, and you ha- want to add a little bacon to it, or you want to do grilled chicken sandwiches with strip of bacon and avocado and cheese. You know, or your salad. Throw. I mean, I just I like bacon. Some people might go, not my children. Um, okay, I'm going to show you. Just sometimes it's just a different way of looking at things. Um, someone give me one of those little black plates. I'm just going to. I'm going to put this down and I'll try to talk really loud. Sometimes when you just make like a salad, you know, you do it the same old way. But sometimes if you kind of um, just look at things or think about how things are served to you in restaurants and try to replicate it, it's the same ingredients, but it's just looks so much better than a tossed salad and it's just um, more fun to eat. So, real quick start with some dressing, okay? We're just going to put a little bit of dressing in the bottom of a, bottom of a ramkin. Okay. This is, this was some kind of Italian vinaigrette, but you could do, ram, any kind of dressing would work, okay? So sometimes I put cucumbers in my salad, but I normally, you know, make the round kind. Well, I have a mandolin, or so just now my cucumbers, this. So I'm just going to line the inside of this ramkin with the cucumber. I put, I like cherry tomatoes, and that's normally in my salad, try to, you know, some color and good little vitamins there. I like cheese, so I might have some fresh mozzarella or something that I'd be putting in my salad, but today we're having Parmesan. Maybe I have some, uh, oh, I do have some almonds. Nuts, I like a little crunch in my salad. Maybe you uh, like celery, onions. Whatever you put, just that goes in there. Okay. Now we need some lettuce. This I did at a, for a dinner club, and they're like, oh, this is so great. I'm like, okay, this was nothing. Um, so smash it in there. It's done. I'm waiting for my company to come. You know, it's in the refrigerator. It's all done. And then... Sometimes it takes a little coaxing, but... Okay, does that look more fun to eat? Can y'all see? I mean, it's just... So, fine. you know, didn't take any time, and then I might, you know, there's a little bit left in here, take a spoon and stuff like this. But everyone's like, oh, oh, I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's my way of cooking, is I like to um, take things that are simple, think about how, like when I go to a restaurant, and, um, you know, what is on there and looks so pretty. Like I had a fish the other night and it had um, a, a little butter white wine sauce with some artichoke hearts and um, sun-dried tomatoes and capers. You can do that. I mean, it's just, you know, thinking about what made that special, what made me want to order that. Um, but, um, you know, it just looks better. And so I get a lot of ideas out of um, magazines. I don't subscribe to Bon Appetit anymore. It doesn't fit my stage of life um, and when I did maybe I would cook something out of it you know each month 
I cook out of my Southern Living all the time. They're practical. I think they're kind of trendy. Um, you know, they might have some things with Kalamata olives or, you know, they try to keep up with it. They have great ideas. Um, they had a recipe in here of, you know, things to do with rotisserie chickens. I'm like, ah, I thought of that. Um, so um, I use this a lot. I think they're very doable for our stage of life. Um, so I look at pictures. I look, you know, at restaurants um, for my inspiration. Um, okay. The t- uh, baked potato soup. Um, my suggestion here is I. The recipe calls just for taking the pulp out of your baked potatoes. I like the skin in my baked potato soup, and that's where a lot of the nutrients are. And so I may not put all the skin in there, but I put some of it in there. Um, and, you know, in, in any of these rest, oops, sorry, in any of these recipes where they say you know sour cream, you could do fat-free sour cream. It's really not gonna. It you know might affect the richness a little bit, but not enough. The taco soup. Um, this makes a lot, but if you know you don't have much time to throw dinner together, this is a great recipe. My kids will eat this. It's a has lots of vegetables in it but basically you open up six cans of food of six or seven cans if I can count um, you could do pinto beans instead of black beans uh, green beans corn corn uh, it needs some broth so you can either add it, the recipe called for beer um, beef broth chicken broth um, I usually sometimes add, a, you know, maybe another can of like water just to give it more of a soup texture. Ranch dressing, taco dressing, and a pound of hamburger, ground turkey, grilled chicken breast that you've had before. You could leave it meatless. Don't put anything in there. And then when you serve it, you could add sour cream, um, diced avocados, cheese, chips. We crunch it all in there, kind of make a taco soup. Love it. It freezes beautifully. It gets better with age. Um, and my kids are eating vegetables. So um, it may be too spicy for real little ones. Um, you could add sour cream into that to dice it down. Um, I always buy the mild form of the Rotel. But if you like the heat, you know, there's about 17 different varieties of Rotels now. Um, so... Um, you can figure that out. You could put half the seasoning in it. You probably probably still have enough flavor, but maybe not quite as much heat for your little ones. Um, you know, the great recipe to get together with a friend and trade. Uh, what else? Love um, this Greek cavenders. Love this. It has the flour and the um, butter. You know. Um, already mixed in so when you're um, you need to butter and flour a cake pan you just spray it with this I love these shop towels that I buy at Sam's they're paper towels but they're a little bit thicker Um, and so you know there's so much in the press about sponges and bacteria and stuff like this so um, I can't remember the cost of these her things, but to me, they last longer than paper towels because you can rinse them out. But um, you know, I can wipe up my counters and floors and clean my bathrooms and everything with these. So those are a little kitchen thing. Um, 
the leftover fresh herbs, um, they say you can grind these up with olive oil and then freeze them in small containers and then use them for sauces or whatever. So like, um, like the basil goes bad pretty quickly. Someone was asking me about things that go quickly, but if you mix them with olive oil, like this, I have a great fish recipe that uses garlic, olive oil, rosemary, um, salt, pepper, lemon juice, and so you know, I could pull out an ice cube and then mix it with my um, lemon juice and salt and pepper and, and, and put that on top of the fish and grill it. Top of chicken, grill it. Um, so, I'm sorry, what? Olive oil, they said, to freeze it. Yeah, it is an ice cube tray. Or, you know, you could do it in these small little containers and then pop them out and put them in a zipper bag or, you know, just so they're small where you would add it to a sauce or something like that later on. Right, and exactly. Like I had some fresh, fresh basil, you know, and so I added that to the the jar of ragu last night. Love these um, Mr. Ragic eraser sponges. If you haven't tried these, okay, I gave my sister for Christmas. I I have one sister. We're 13 months apart. We're very close. Is it kind of like a uh, name scale? <laughs> 